Welcome to the Your Reformer podcast, where we explore the latest trends, research, and ideas in the world of health and wellness. Our show is dedicated to helping you live your best life by providing you with practical tips, expert insights, and inspiring stories that will motivate you to take charge of your health. I'm Emma Stallworthy, the founder of Your Reformer, joining me on this journey to better health and wellness. Hi everyone, welcome to the Your Reformer podcast. In today's episode, we are talking to the beautiful Steph Prem. She is a Winter Olympian, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, one of Australia's leading experts on women's health and wellness, and also Pilates instructor, Pilates enthusiast. So we had a great chat. It was perfect timing um, because we're right in the midst of about to launch our 28 day challenge. So she had a lot of great tips on finding motivation, um, making change in your life, consistency, and that holistic approach to wellness. Um, We talked about finding your why and your not negotiables and your passion um, and all about really talking about the inner self. Um, A few tips as well on mindful practices and some of the practices that you might not necessarily think um, when we think mindful. Um, I'll definitely take away a couple of those. They were a great reminder for me. Um, And I guess getting a bit of insight into her and and what she's been through and how she's just taken a spin on it and turned it into a positive in her life after her horrific injury um, and being essentially thrown out of her, you know, elite um, sporting field and all her dreams shattered. And it was just really interesting to hear um, the strength she had to come back from that and, and how that's played out in her life now and what she's doing with herself. Uh, Enough for me, I'm sure you're eager to hear the interview and hear what Steph's got to say. Let's start the show. Well, thank you, Steph for joining us on the Your Reformer podcast. I'm super excited to chat to you. Um, I know there's so many amazing things that you talk about. You're, you know, you do public speaking and super inspirational and I'm only lucky enough to have half an hour with you. So we'll see what we get through. But I'm honoured to be here. Thank you for having me. I love, I'm loving joining the Your Reformer team. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening, Steph um, will be coming up on as a special guest in some workouts on our app. So get excited Woo-hoo. to do some of her programs. But this will be nice and timely because when this drops, we'll actually be in the middle of our challenge, 28-day challenge, our winter challenge. So super cold here in Melbourne, which winter's definitely here. You probably love the winter though, right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love Melbourne's hard, but uh, because we, you know, we tend to have four seasons in a day anyway. But <laughs> I love I love snow. So a winter to me is snow on the ground and being able to get up to the mountain and rugging up beside the fire you know um so I I like I love that part of winter but Mm. not necessarily those cold cold mornings you know that are are tough but they're the ones we have to work through right yes I know do you get up boarding much I do I get up as much as possible in in the winter yes um I I've obviously been lucky enough to to live overseas for most of my professional winter career a snowboarding career 
and I missed 11 summers back to back. So <laughs> I, um, I, I used to just do back to back winters every year. So I do enjoy a summer now, yes. but um, winter is definitely my favorite season. Yeah. I'd pick it over every other season, every time. Yeah. yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love winter. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm a skier. I wouldn't, haven't even tried boarding, but. Um... <laughs> I'll have to take you to the dark side, Emma. cool enough. I don't think. <laughs> no, we can, well, I can change that. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, I've got you teaching and that'll be different. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously being an elite sports person, um, you know, that it, obviously it's hard work. We get that. I mean, what's, what's some of the misconceptions? I mean, how hard is it really? Like what, what does it take to be at that elite level? I think that's a great question. I think there is this assumption with professional athletes that motivation just comes naturally yeah. or that we're, we're just born with it. But uh, I, I'm actually of the belief that, uh, well, I don't actually believe in motivation. I think motivation is fleeting and unreliable and it's not something that, you know, you would know as well with working with clients or coming from that that service and health industry. It's like people are always waiting for motivation, you know, mm-hmm. or when I feel more motivated, I will do ABC mm-hmm. or when I'm motivated, I'm great because I do this or it's, it's always this when, if type thing. Whereas I believe, I think more so as an athlete, it's about discipline as a over motivation or switching discipline for motivation or having a why and a purpose behind your motivation. Yes. Um, because, you know, motivation doesn't just like knock, 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 turn up on your door. It's like, okay, if today's, the, like, today's the day. It's Monday, so we must yeah. start. It must come today. Yeah. So, um, so, and, and as a former professional athlete, you know, I'm, I'm de- definitely not the athlete I once was, but, I, you know, I'm not a morning person. I, I'm not someone that naturally wants to get up and train in minus 22 degrees, which yeah. is a big part of our life. Um, so, you know, it was about the discipline and it was about the why. So being disciplined enough to turn up on the hard days, disciplined enough to turn up on the cold days, disciplined enough to turn up when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Because doing that constantly makes the easy days so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because if you can push through those tough days, then, you know, and, and it also just becomes routine. It becomes habit. Yeah. Um, whereas, um, you know, as, as an athlete, you can't just rely on motivation because we don't, we're, we're human as well. We don't always have it. So it's about, I think, building that consistency, building that routine and that habit into your day and yeah. into your lifestyle. So then we're not reliant on this, this beautiful thing that we all call motivation. But when you are motivated and when you do have good habits and you do have great discipline and you turn up for yourself constantly, it's amazing how much more motivated you feel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, so I think they're combined. Yeah, and you mentioned about the why, having finding the why, and I think the why has to be super powerful. From my personal experience, I learned yes. that going through fertility, and I think when you're wanting to try to have a child, that's that's a massive why. That's at your core. That's your values as a person. So, you know, absolutely. the motivation for me just came from focusing on that why, and I would do anything over long periods of time um so you know not it everyone becomes your driver exactly that's right. You've got not everyone has a strong why how do you what are your what's your advice to finding the strong why so that they will get up and do do the work it's a, I think it's it's really comes back to that taking responsibility for our own um personal and professional well-being or like performance so if performance is 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 the outcome or the sorry the objective is what we want 
I think we all want to perform better. We all know that we've got more in us. We're all capable of achieving more. Um, I, I think it is a taking responsibility. I think we we outsource a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's taking accountability or setting up great little accountability um, pillars for yourself, be it a training buddy, being an accountability buddy or a friend, um, and and then really setting your your um, your non-negotiables around that why. Yeah. So like if we're using yours as an example, it's like your outcome, your objective, your, you know, the 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 end game for you was obviously a beautiful, healthy, happy baby. So yeah. it's like what working back from that, what did you have to do to get to that point? Well, it was yeah. about your non-negotiables. It was about turning up for yourself. It was about, you know, getting your body in its best state, be it physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, nutritionally, looking at all of those elements like because you had such a strong why so maybe working back is a great way it's like what is the why why am I doing this working back from there and what's all the non-negotiables that I have to do in order to get there yeah yeah absolutely and you know talking about non-negotiables do they are they you know how do you find the non-negotiables do they change over time you know or are they once found them they're set for life like you know talk to me about this non-negotiables idea because I I think it's something that can be really powerful for people yes I mean this is non-negotiables is my favorite thing like if you've ever worked with me or spoken be you know been to one of my speaking gigs or 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 coaching sessions it's like for me it's all about the non-negotiables that's what drove me as an athlete that's what drives me as a human is like these um, things that make you feel like your best self, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like your toolkit, essentially, of things that you can always go back to and revert back to when you need to feel like your best self. And it's the easy things. It's the things we actually know, but when we are uh, run down or tired or not feeling in control or lacking energy or, uh, you know, not feeling motivated like we spoke about, you know, that's when we have to go back to our non-negotiables. But sometimes when we're in this like t- wired and tired state, I think we forget mm. about all these things that we have access to. Like they're right there and they're available to us, but we forget that we can just reach for them. Um, so it, I think it's like, like you said, it does change. I think as a person we grow, right? So we we change and we grow and our, and our purpose and our why can change over time. Like once you have your baby, it's like then you have to reassess the why. Mm. Is For you, is it now getting yourself back and your own health and time and things back or is it now more about you and the baby or your family or whatever so I think the it's it's um freedom within boundaries to to a point (laughs) yeah you you know it's like but the I think our own well-being always has to be at the heart or the center of 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 everything we're working on it's like Mm -hmm. as as corny as it sounds it's like we have to learn to fit, fit our own oxygen mask before fitting others right like that's always our task yes so it's like working out like what your non-negotiables are and so if yours will be different you can tell me yours but so mine would be obvious would definitely always start with exercise yep sounds obvious but it's not because I was an athlete for most of my life and and you and I both still work in the health space but it's more so I think these days I exercise to mentally feel my best yeah Whereas in the past it was I'd, I'd exercise because it was my toolkit. It's I needed to be fit and healthy to compete and to perform and to win races. Mm. But these days, like if I don't get up and exercise, I don't feel my best self. So yeah. it's just like not just for the, um, 
you know, musculoskeletal outcomes of, of training, but it's also for, you know, my immune system, for my nervous system, for my mental health, for everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset's a big one for me, or like mindful practices is a non-negotiable. I'm super um, honest when I say I really struggle with mindful practices. You know, it's <laughs> something that doesn't come naturally to me. I operate at a very high level and, and you know, Slowing down's a challenge. <laughs> Slowing down. You know, it's like we have to, uh, one of my favourite expressions, we have to slow down in order to go fast. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a practice, you know, it's a practice. So for me, it has to be in my non-negotiables and like my competitive nature and A-type nature is, you know, to win and want to be good at everything. And, you know, I have a, a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I, and I'm aware of that. So the mindful practices are super important for me. It's not about winning. It's not about being great at it. It's about giving myself back that time mm-hmm. and slowing everything down and turning the volume down on, on the madness sometimes <laughs> so that I can then, you know, give back and be better to myself and others. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, I have a long list, but, you know, sleep and nourishment or um, nutrition, nutrition, right? It, it, <laughs> we can't function without it. So. Yeah. Self-care, and again, I think that word is is thrown around too easily, but it's that genuine, you know, not, not even the Western approach to self-care. Like I'm not talking like, you know, massages and things or outsourcing. It's that genuine coming back to self. It's that care yeah. of self and that internal work and that internal dialogue, not the external self-care that I think we see in yeah. the world uh that's the, I think it's a it's a saying no is right it? yes it's like women in particular um struggle to do right it's mm-hmm. like that the power of no thank you mm. yeah <laughs> you can still be pleasant about it like it's, it's, it's a no but it's a no thank you and yeah. it's like and I, yeah, I always like my, my, the newest one is politely decline. I will politely, politely decline. <laughs> I love that. And politely decline, full stop. Yes. Like no thank you, full stop, no justification. Yeah. You know, it's like we're so, and I think you you nailed that. It's like as women, we we we're always thinking about others. You know, we're constantly thinking about what other people need or making others feel comfortable or not everyone, but I think it's a common trait. Mm. And it's that I, I know I don't want to let people down. I don't like letting people, clients, friends, family, loved ones around me down. But part of exactly what you said, that self-care is that no, no, thank you. That politely declining when you know you should say yes or you, no, sorry, you want to say yes, but you should say no. Yeah. And yeah. like comfortably trying to sit in that space, <laughs> which is so hard. It's practice, as you said. It's it's a practice. <laughs> it's a practice, and that's why it goes on the non-negotiable list. So it's like I think we get it's so easy, like you said. Like yes, it has to change. I think our non-negotiables and our why is always changing because we have to like update the list with the things we're not necessarily good at, but we know we need. Yeah. Um, and that, and it's hard, you know, but it's like, I think for me, like the exercise stuff comes easily. So yes, it's my first non-negotiable because I enjoy it and I love it and it makes me feel like my best self. Mm. But I, I know that I need to do that to then be better in those other areas, mm. in the mindset 
and the meditative practices come more easily because I'm looking after my physical health. Therefore, yep. my mental health will roll into that. Yep. But they, I think, you know, and then you sleep better because you're looking after your mental and physical health, you know, <laughs> and then you make better decisions for yourself. Connected. Exactly. So they're all like, they're all intrinsically connected, but I think we forget and we put all our eggs in one basket sometimes. So it's like this challenge, right? That's coming up. Everyone's going to sign up and they'll be really good at the physical. So they'll be like, yes, I'm taking on this physical challenge. But I think that the number one thing to always remember is just because you're doing the physical really well, don't let go of all those other areas. Yeah, It's like, use this opportunity, use this 28 days to say, okay, I've committed physically to doing this challenge. Where can I be better in other areas as yep. well? Absolutely. I love that. We always talk about how it's a holistic Yes. Um, not just, you know, making sure that you're doing the workout, so to speak. But yes, what are the positive changes that you're making? And not everything happens overnight either. Um, yes. Go, you know, um, into the. It long- won't happen overnight. No. <laughs> but it will happen. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to ask you. I, I mean, I can get the vibe from you when we met, like, super passionate person. Um, but I think that a lot of you can get caught up in the the treadmill of the day-to-day and particularly, you know, post-COVID things feel very busy and, you know, we're just go, 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 go and the stress is at an all high. I mean, I want to talk about stress in a second, but firstly talking about passion, how do you think people can find their passion? So I think like if I use my example, I think when you become a mum or when you go through different life stage big life changes you kind of you can lose yourself a little bit and you know to reevaluate and go what am I what am I passionate about now um what's your advice for sort of finding what's passionate what fills your cup because I think that will intrinsically help motivation as well yes I think you're spot on and I'm I can honestly share as well like you shared about motherhood I I'm not a I'm not a mother but I have had same as you transformative stages and life changes Mm. um and for me and I'm I'm so grateful you mentioned my passion I am a passionate energetic human I I, I've I've always suffered from a very chronic uh and rare case of excessive enthusiasm it's something that I I had I think as a child (laughs) but I I I lost it I definitely have lost it along the way and for me mine was my injury I had a horrific setback in sport and with my body which again my physical health and mental health, I think I took for granted uh, up until my mid-20s. Um, and it's probably what made me a great athlete, but it, I, nece- I nece- hadn't necessarily had to work on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, like you said, it's like coming back to your your purpose, your passion, your why. And I lost it. When I broke my back, when I lost my sporting career, when I was trying to find my journey, which was my wellness uh, or step back into health and wellness with my business and 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 fitness and performance and Pilates and everything that came with it. I did. I totally lost myself there for a while. I didn't know my place. I didn't know what I was striving for anymore. Um, and I think much like in we found this in COVID, I think a lot of us had this moment in COVID when our structure is removed, mm-hmm. be it um, I think in COVID it was like our jobs or our framework or everything else. And then we were forced and thrown into this new world of working from home or all of a sudden having to manage our personal and professional all in one space. Um, and having like our um, routine removed from us, 
yeah. it's like you become completely destabilized. Yeah. And yeah. We're and all there, weren't we? We're all there. We were <laughs> all there. And I think the only thing that got me through that was that I, this, um, the fact that I thought I'd already had that before, because mm. that's how I felt when sport was taken from me, because yeah. I felt it wasn't my choice to leave sport. I injured myself and then I was forced to change my direction, not yeah. on my own terms, but due to the fact that I wasn't healthy enough uh, uh, and due to my injury to go back to sport. So I think I had a, a bit of an insight, early insight into what it feels mm. like to be comp- to have the rug pulled out from under your feet and be like, yeah. fuck, what, what, what's important to me? Like, what are my short-term goals? What are my long-term goals? Where is my self-worth? What am I, you know, where does that, where does that lie yeah. for me? Um, so in my personal experience, I think it was about coming back to, um, like I said, like, what are those goals? What is important to me? What does my personal power look like? Mm-hmm. if you my pp but um <laughs> it, it's like um and what does uh i'm so passionate about performance you know like for me it's i've always been a bit of a high performance athlete i think but i think that's what we all drive for in life is like so when i am performing well when things feel good for me it's like what is happening and what t- what does it take to get there or to get back there mm-hmm. and how can i live in that space uh more so you know and we all, I think we all know the 80-20 rule food-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, 80% of the time, do the right things 20% of the time. Enjoy yourself without the guilt, without the attachments to anything else. And yeah. I think that has to be how we live in this space of feeling good about ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like creating better boundaries, um, listening to my gut more, you know, coming back to that in- intuition building my own framework instead of being like, oh, fuck, everything's been removed from me and now I don't know what I, which I definitely sat there. (laughs) I sat in that space for a while. But then I had to be like, okay, how do I flip that? How can I flip that on its head? Okay, I've been given a really unique, rare opportunity to build my own net framework now to actually work out, okay, um, what does my structure and what does my routine look like? Because now I can do anything I want. Mm. I can rebuild it to make it feel like my best self. No one else is telling me how to do it. No one else is building that structure for me. I, I've been given full autonomy to restructure this. So that's exciting. That well, I, I mean, and I, and I love cool. that attitude because I feel like, and it's not, um, not to sound terrible, it's not unique to you. Like you've mm. got perspective, but I feel like you hear stories of people who have major trauma in their life. Yes. And coming back from that, it's like this epiphany of of power that you now feel that if I can come from back from that, what what can I do? Like, what else am I capable of? Exactly. Yes. So amazing, and I love that personal power. That's a that's a pretty cool terminology. We've all got our own personal power, and so to look within and go, okay, what's mine? What's mine, and how can I use it? How can I use it on the daily? How can I use this to to drive me? and 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 make me feel like my best self because like because m your non-negotiables would look completely different to my non-negotiables we might have a couple that overlap like but we both are obsessed with pilates and love health and well-being (laughs) so there's going to be this overlap of our non-negotiables but then there's going to be some that are completely different yeah you know or might not be relative to you but they're relative to me but they make you feel like your best self and and mine make me feel like my best self so I think it's like that same thing in in health and wellness is like people are like you know 
it's like, oh, but my friend Janet did this diet and it worked for her. It's like, well, yeah. it's not necessarily going to work for you, Susan. Like mm-hmm. it's like, because everyone is different. There's no one size fits all mm-hmm. when it comes to finding your ideal, you know, well-being or your, sorry, your, your own sort of wellness protocol or your own mm-hmm. personal power. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. Yeah. Um, so you you have to like honor it. You have to hone it. You have to charge it. You have to constantly circle back to it. Like you said, it will always change. Yeah. Also, you'll lose it along the way. Like we forget and we get busy and we get yeah. caught up in the chaos and the stress of life. So yeah. like circling back on these goals, non-negotiables, like uh, things that are important to us always because mm-hmm. partners, family members, kids, life, our jobs, business, like everything will will try and take all of that from you sometimes. Yeah. So it's, it's like because everything you're saying, it's all got a theme of, you know, it all comes back to you and you can ask people their advice and you can ask them their opinions on things, but no one knows you better than yourself. So sitting in that space uncomfortably to go, what do I want? What do I need? Who am I? You know, what am I? What's my personal power? And then, you know, building on that path totally and, and building those those things that you've talked about like you know negotiables and so forth is so so important but only you can know what you need the best exactly coming back what I said at the start it's like taking responsibility mm. for, for your own well-being or your own journey or your own power mm. it's like it, it, it is our only our responsibility no one else can do that for you so that that's our job <laughs> it's hard <laughs> That's actually our number one job, though. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you you mentioned our obsession with Pilates and our love of Pilates. Yes. Did you train Pilates? You know, when you were when you were doing your boarding um, competitively, or is it something that you found when you were coming back from your injury? I'm just curious on your path with Pilates specifically. Yes, it was a little bit of both. Um, so pre. Um, white line fever extreme sports it was um (laughs) ballet for 18 years yeah and and dance so my background was always uh dance I I studied it in school I even did it at university for a few years before I went on to do sport instead to be a snowboarder ironically um my mum will openly say she much preferred me in a tutu than, than doing extreme sports um but I think it was my foundation to um uh being a good athlete was the 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 ballet training and the the classical training um and my ballet teacher used to do pilates so i had a our our ballet teacher or sorry the ballet teacher from my ballet school was ex australian ballet mm. and they had used like the joseph pilates uh mm. method you know through the australian ballet and so she used to incorporate it through some of her training. So even though I didn't really know I was doing Pilates as a young, you know, 12-year-old, you know, ballet dancer, it was it was very much incorporated in my training. And then um, when I went on to the Institute of Sport through snowboarding, um, it was introduced there, but more just as uh, a sort of rehab. Um, it was used for rehab, obviously. And then um, when I actually had my horrific injury and was forced to leave sport or take a break from sport, hoping I would be returning to sport, yeah. uh, that's when clinical Pilates was really introduced to me. So I actually, the truth is I, I went and studied clinical Pilates 
because I was traveling, living overseas and competing as an athlete. And I thought that I could take it with me on the road mm. and that it was going to help me come back and go to another Olympics. Um, little did I know I wouldn't return to sport and I would go on to then uh, open my own <laughs> sort of um, Pilates studios and uh, corrective exercise. And um, that side of life would just take over. I just found that I'd been in individual sports for so long. And when I couldn't really return to sport, the sort of Pilates was my part-time job uh, on the side. And I was doing all these women's boot camps to uh, essentially pay for my rehab, <laughs> pay, for my, <laughs> pay for my Pilates and try to get me back overseas snowboarding again. And then one took over the other. I realized that I wasn't going to get back to sport. And then it ended up all the, the work that I did in the boot camps and the rehab work that I was doing on the side and the clinical work took over. And then I decided to start opening my own wellness and Pilates studios from there. Yeah. Not where I thought I was going to go, but yes, the universe, she worked in my, it worked in my uh, favor on that one. She had other, other ideas in mind for me. Yeah. And, okay. and I'm so glad she did. It, I had to embrace it because, but otherwise I would sit in that space of being so upset that I wouldn't return to sport. And admittingly, of course, I sat there for a little while. <laughs> But because I think I'd done all that work in the Pilates space and I genuinely enjoyed the, it helped me return to exercise and love health and well-being again and give me much more of a holistic uh, take on health and well-being. Whereas sport is very, you know, you overtrain in sport uh, and, and you push yourself to the nth degree. So the rehab side and the holistic uh, recovery side is what I loved and me diving into that is what drove everything else. So mm -hmm. I, it was definitely on purpose. I was pushed in that direction on purpose. I believe that. Yeah. Um, talking, you talked a bit about mindful practices. What mm. are the, what are your go-to mindful practices? Because everyone uh, thinks mindful, they think meditation, but it doesn't. Necessarily. No, spot on. I struggle with meditation. I'm the first to say that. I do I do it. Yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's not in our nature at all. No, I'm not surprised by that. No, that doesn't surprise me. Um no, for me, breath work is probably yeah. my my number one go-to. Um, I just think that it's such a powerful tool for um for me, especially, but for tapping into your nervous system and when you can really train it uh and and make it work for you um it's a transformative tool um mm -hmm. in terms of managing your stress your anxiety your overwhelm or any of those kind of controlling emotions that tend to want to run us mm -hmm. um when we're a dri naturally driven high functioning human mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me breath massively um helps me drop in and helps me be better in a lot of other areas um i definitely use meditation I probably use it three to four times a week. I Do I enjoy it? Not always. Do I struggle with it? Yes. Is it hard for me? Am I great at it? No. Uh, is it hard for me? Yes. Am I great at it? No. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking three to four times a week. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but, but I, meditation. That is discipline. <laughs> it's discipline. It's yeah. absolutely discipline. And I use it because I know it helps me sleep. So I will use it to like fall asleep. I will use it to set up my day. Um, or I'll use it before like a big event mm -hmm. or something I need to prepare for. Um, like as an example, like when I came down and saw you guys um, last week, we, we had a big day of filming ahead of us. Uh, you know, you're, you're on camera all day. You have to have great energy. You have to perform, you know, to a point. 
um, and you know, you're doing all the exercise with everyone at the same time. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot to think about, not only physically about the body, but also, you know, um, communicating what we're doing at the same time. Mm. Uh, and I love to give my full self for stuff like that. So I did uh, a meditation in the car on the way down in preparation, um, because I know that when I can, um, you know, uh have my mindset in a good space when I feel calm then I can and prepared then I can just step in and, and be on when I need to mm. uh, but if I haven't done that work then that I that can kind of hinder me mm. so that there I think they're my my main ones mm. and and again when I say meditation I cannot do it on my own I'm always using it pre-recorded yeah get guided sorry guided yeah, so you, you listen to Chris Hemsworth too one yeah. <laughs> yes yes what's what's the one direction guy I've just lost his name Harry Styles oh he divine uh he's yeah. so so divine and I and I also I work with a um a meditation coach and a breath coach um and I I will check in with her once a week or once a fortnight and I've also done a lot of the Wim Hof work um, as well. Not as not as much of the cold exposure work, but the breath work. Mm. Um, so I have done the cold exposure stuff too, but oh, I struggle with that as well. <laughs> but but I what what resonated with me was the breath work from yeah. from the Wim Hof me- method. Yeah, I'm a big fan of breath work too. You can take yes. it anywhere. It doesn't have to be super long. I think sometimes you think meditation. I need half an hour. Or where am I going to find half an hour or whatever? But breath work, right? You know, it's exactly um, yeah I even find just for me a reminder to put my phone down and just be present in the moment and when for me I like it's present as in literally watch what is going on look at little movements that are happening you know just to kind of get your mind off whatever else you're thinking of yes kind of focus on on what's happened on what's happening in that very moment circuit breakers yes exactly. yeah that's exactly circuit, what it is. it's a circuit break yeah perfect I do that too I just hadn't like you hadn't you've reminded me yes it's like those finding those circuit breakers for yourself mine yep. is mu- mine is music mm, yeah. yeah like music is a circuit breaker for me I can I've got like playlists that I will use specifically for just snapping me out like yes. there's songs and artists that I know can take me to my happy place in two minutes much quicker than a guided meditation than a breath work than movement anything but Yep. If I listened to those three songs, they will make me want to move, make me want to breathe, make me want to do the other things. Yeah, so, so true. Like we have the opposite. If we've got no music playing, it's a very different vibe to yes. chuck some music on and then all of a sudden you smile when a song comes on or, you know, we have a giggle over it depending on what playlist we're playing. And, yeah, yeah, it's, it can change yes. the vibe completely. Completely. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what essentially what mindful practices are yep. is like, it's just, uh, it's like, it, it, it's, it, it's just a way to change your state, mm-hmm. you know, like come out of the past, come into the present. Yep. Stop thinking about the future, come back to the present. It's like that ability to change our state in the moment, be aware, you know, and, and, and focused in that moment. It's like mm-hmm. being able to do that for ourselves a couple of times a day is is so important yeah yeah love that well a couple more questions before we wrap it up because I know part of the challenge and I know that everyone's going to be focusing on what am I eating and drinking so yes that is 
What's your go-tos for healthy snacks, whether, you know, you're on the go, you know, what, what are the things to kind of help keep you full throughout the day? Great question. It's protein. It just has to be high protein. I think, especially if you're doing a challenge, especially for women, we don't get enough protein. So really becoming aware of how you're recovering. So eating within 30 to 40 minutes of your exercise, making sure that when you are reaching for food, it has its protein based or, um, you know, it, it's my, most of it is, is of, of a protein nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so my go-to is are like um, bliss balls, you know, um, boiled eggs, uh, nuts and seeds, um, what else? A protein smoothie. Like they're just my go-tos on the yeah. daily to ensure that I'm, I'm, I'm filling my protein stores. Cause when I find I do do that, uh, I just have better energy. I have better mm-hmm. output. Um, I'm, I'm a nicer person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, you know, I'm so guilty of not doing that in the past. So I think in and around the challenge, but use this 28 days to be your springboard to having better habits outside of this challenge is like start really um, building up your protein. So actually eating more, mm-hmm. um, but eating more of the right things. Yeah. And, 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 and hydration, obviously. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, that 80, 20 rule that you talked about, just because you're doing a challenge doesn't mean you need to be a hundred to zero, um, yes. <laughs> you know, for the whole challenge, cause it's not sustainable. So, you know, but well said, it's 80 like- 20 throughout that, um, I think is important. So, you right. know, what are your guilty pleasures, Steph? I mean, like, hi, my name's Steph and I'm an all or nothing personality. Like, <laughs> hello. Like, I understand that intimately. So for me, like consistency, 80, 20, absolutely. And like, I, you know, I used to be a professional athlete, so I know what it's like to be on, like, you know what I mean? Like, only do the right things mm. but the the you know but look my goal back then was to go to the olympics so that made sense yeah for me to have to learn to be an, a normal human that's not trying to you know my outcome is not the olympics anymore my outcome is just to perform and feel my best and feel energized and not wake up feeling like shit most days you know and be really good to myself and others around me so that's a different goal right and that means having a glass of wine with my girlfriends and enjoying my company and presence and having the occasional treats, my guilty pleasures for sure are chocolate covered almonds and a good glass of red. Nice. That, you still got your protein in there. <laughs> right. I still got my protein. Yeah. Protein and, and, and hydration, right? Yeah. Uh, not, not, not quite, but um, you know, I, I used to struggle to enjoy those things um, properly uh, and not in a dysfunctional way, just in a in a high functioning way, because my goals were um, from a young age, you know, driven to have a, a big, big outcome for me. But so it was an adjustment later in life. I really had to learn to um, in, indulge in those moments and enjoy them and mm. enjoy them without the guilt and and not overindulge. Right. Like it's a, it's a privilege to indulge. So, you know, like everything, there has to be a, a there has to be a balance. Yeah, and that's that's actually a really lovely way to wrap it up because you know, my if you've been following us for a while, you've done any of our previous challenges, you've heard me talk. I always say, yes, we're focusing on a twenty-eight day challenge, but it should be holistic. It should be about setting some consistencies that are going to go after a circuit breaker, if you like, from what you were doing previously, um, and finding that balance and being holistic. So, um, a lovely way to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steph, for your time and being so open and 
and sharing all of your wisdom and learnings um, from your life and everything that you've been through. Um, it was very inspirational and I've loved chatting to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I really hope, I know everyone's going to love your program. So I'll be jumping on and, and doing your program when it when it drops in the challenge myself. Um, yeah. Thank you, Emma. It's been an absolute honour and thank you for giving me the space and the energy and the time to talk about the things that we love so much um we're we're so aligned so it's so, <laughs> yeah. it's so lovely to be it just was like chatting to a girlfriend for the last yeah now we're just missing a glass of wine but, um, <laughs> for those of you wondering we're filming we're, we're, we're chatting at nine o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. there is no one <laughs> no it was it was just so lovely to share this time with you and I'm, I'm so uh grateful and excited to share my classes with you guys and I, I hope you really enjoy it and um, yeah, I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you for listening to the episode. It would mean so much if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to listen to this podcast. You could also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at Your Reformer. If you'd like to learn more about Your Reformer and our products, head to yourreformer.com.au. I'll catch you in the next episode. Keep moving.